Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we're back for another week of the breakup series, part three now, which is very, very exciting. Oh, guys, and I think I might just have the best morning of my entire life ever, 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 ever. And I feel slightly emotional about it and I'm not being dramatic. I promise you. So this morning, this morning I swam with dolphins. I swam with dolphins in the wild, obviously. I'm not doing anything in an aquarium in the wild, in the wild. Let me take you through. So right now I'm in Lavina. I'm in Lavina Beach, which is in the north. It was an absolute nightmare to get here because we had this like mammoth journey because it turned out we got the ferry tickets wrong. <laughs> they gave us the wrong ones. So we had to go all the way back to New Spanida, then New Spanida to San Uro, and that took three hours. Then we had a three hour car journey to Lavina Beach today, yesterday night. So we set off at 12, we didn't get here till nine at night and we had to wake up at half five in the morning for the dolphins, but oh my god it was the best thing i think i've done the entire trip i feel emotional thinking about how great it was so we woke up really early and we were both really tired but we just woke up and it was fine and we got like walked down to the beach i'm covered in bites by the way i can just feel my constant entire body just itching and jellyfish stings there's loads of jellyfish in the sea but you can't see them they're really really tiny but they really sting and it's horrible but anyway I'll take a billion jellyfish stings if I can swim with dolphins. So we got onto the boat and like the sun was rising really slowly and we were in our boat and it's like one of the traditional Indonesian style boats which has the kind of like arms on the side of them to balance you through the waves. And we were just going through and we were driving along and the sun's rising and like the clouds are all really orange and it was like reflecting on the water and it was like a full moon still. And I was like, this is a bit of a pinch me moment. This is hands down one of the best things i've ever done in my entire lifetime and then we start driving and then this pods of dolphins start swimming next to us and start like they're catching the tuna fish and in the morning whilst the sun's rising they're all separated and then as the sun rose they came higher and closer together and then it was time to jump into the water which meant so they had a kind of like a jet ski pool thing like because it has arms like we me and louis were on one side and we were holding on and you jump into the water and hold on the boat goes so you're being pulled along with the boat And then all of a sudden, about 30 dolphins come from underneath us and are swimming in one big line, catching the tuna. And they're all in front of us and they're all diving in the water. And like, there's a baby dolphins and mum dolphins. And they're, oh my God, it was in, it was incredible. It was incredible. And like, there were so many of them and they were just diving all around us. And we came like, when you put your head up, you could see them all. And then we got back into the boat and we moved positions and then we jumped in again and they were just all swimming around us and all diving over, like not over us, that's not technically true. They were diving around us and like they would sink down to the bottom of the floor to catch the fish and then rise up again. And you could see like the sunlight reflecting on them. And oh my God. It was incredible. And you could hear them in the water as well, like the little squeaking noises. And that's how I'd know they'd be coming up soon. You'd be like looking around, waiting for them to pop up. And they were just there. And it was honestly, if you come to Bali, I think it's the best thing I've done all trip. I think it's the best thing I've done. It was incredible. The only thing that was like a bit iffy about it was how many boats there were. And I hope the dolphins don't mind. But to be fair, I didn't realise how deep it was. So the dolphins kind of just came up for air and then they'd go back down and carry on feeding. And it's not all morning, only like it was for three hours. Two hours? I don't even know. It was just incredible. Absolutely incredible. I've had a very nature-packed week this week, to be honest. Not only have I seen dolphins, swam with dolphins. I feel emotional about it. It was incredible. It was like 
it was like a pinch me moment. Like I kept seeing them. Apparently I kept kicking Louis though because I got so excited about them. <laughs> but never mind. And then on oh my god, what else have I seen this week? Oh, Monday. So Monday was my boyfriend's birthday. So we rented like we did a private snorkeling trip and we went swimming with manta rays and it was brilliant. And we saw manta rays and we saw so many fish and coral and it was Again, incredible. Noosa Penida was so beautiful. There were so many beaches and wildlife. And it's one of the islands that's still quite untouched. Like, it's not super touristy yet. Which is really, really great. It had, I mean, it wasn't great for, like, food and things like that. We found one really nice place, which we went back to a lot. But it wasn't great for that type of thing. But other than that, it was so beautiful. And then after that, we went to Gilly Tea, which is, like, a party type of island. It was really good. I feel like we stayed there for four nights and that was the perfect amount of time to stay there for. Like any longer than that, or maybe we stayed for three? Three nights? I don't know. Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. Four nights. That was like a good amount of time to spend. It was really weird though, because you walk around the island and like you can just walk around it in 10 minutes. No, not 10 minutes, in an hour. And it was like really confusing for my brain to understand where we were and where we were walking to because it was just kind of like a straight line, but it's a circle and it doesn't make much sense. And it was such a weird place because it's like a lawless land. There was one police station and I literally saw no one in it, but it's so safe at the same time. Like, despite there being basically, like, there's obviously laws, but they're really, like, there's no one really enforcing it. It's just kind of like common knowledge. But there was just no one really there. So people would just get really, really, really drunk. It was just a bit of a surreal thing. And the club, the club was one of the worst. It's called Jungle and it's honestly like a year six disco. It was weird. Honestly, I wasn't a fan. I feel like clubbing in the UK is so different. I mean, I only know the UK compared to here. There's so many more, like... We were, to be fair, we went to one good bar. We went to a few good bars. Like, we saw someone... We heard someone play music, and I swear to God, he sounded exactly like a CD. Like, he was incredible. There were some really talented musicians, but the club situation gave me year six disco vibes, and I was not a fan in the slightest. It, it, it wasn't a vibe. But other than that, Gilly was really, really nice. Again, we went on a snorkeling trip, and guess what we saw this time? Turtles. We saw turtles and I was like swimming with them and next to them and underneath them and we went to a shipwreck which scared the shit out of me because my boyfriend jumped in the water and all of a sudden loads of bubbles came from underneath him like really from down below and I was like what is that? What is that? And it turned out it was just the divers so it wasn't too terrifying but imagine if it had been like a massive shark or something. Imagine. I don't think there are any sharks in Bali. I don't think there are. I'm going to keep telling myself this until I'm... And then Google when I get home. We saw turtles. And then, finally, I've seen dolphins. So dolphins, manta rays and turtles. Incredible. What a week. What a week. Oh, I'm so excited. And now it's Sunday and we're on the final week of Bali. That's crazy. I can't believe I've already done three weeks of holiday. I mean, I can't. I feel like I have been busy for so long I feel like I've done it for so I've been traveling I feel like when I go back I'll feel very I'm almost ready to go back like not that I want to but I'm excited to start like a new routine and to start and move to London the only downside is I apparently I have like quite oh my voice went weird then apparently I have quite a big room and I don't know how I'm gonna fit everything in because I'm taking a tiny car down to London so I don't quite know how that's all gonna work out but it is going to work out. It's going to be fine. I'm not stressing about it. It's going to be 
A. Okay, I feel so tired now though, because I think when you're traveling, it, get, it is brilliant, but you're seeing so many incredible things so fast that it can get quite exhausting. That's like all of the journeying and everything. So I'm really excited. Tomorrow we head to Uluwatu, which is down on the bottom of the island of Bali. And we stay there for a week. So that'll be lovely, like a final just rest relaxation week. You know what I mean? That'll be really good. I'm also covered head to toe in bites. That was the only thing. We did the snorkeling trip and Gilly Tea. And halfway through you stopped to go and get some food and so we stopped at this kind of like cafe like they're called around i can't word out everyone here is either german or from amsterdam and they can do the like the rolling like and i when i say that rang, that sounds so wrong that sounds so wrong because it is wrong but never mind by the end of the holiday that's my goal but anyway we went to one of them and it was really nice really cheap and everything but there were so many sand flies and they've just attacked my ankles and I itched one so badly that now it's bleeding and that's just really unattractive and great but we move we did get to see we went to the underwater statue you know where it's like it's like an underwater statue underwater I was gonna say no shit it's like a group of in a women in a circle and like I think they were the man it was really good the only downside of it is and this is with so many touristy things is that it's so fucking busy it was so busy there was like a hundred I think there was like a hundred people there and everyone's swimming and everyone's trying to get the best shot and everyone's trying to do all this and that and I was just a bit like oh and there was these tiny jellyfish and they really sting it's like it's like walking through a nettles bush that's what it feels like so that was kind of like making me feel really itchy and like Ugh. but I did have a really good pizza on gilly tea so I'll take that with me that was incredible pizza incredible pizza it's also really weird because in gilly tea there's loads of like shroom type bars where people go up and just buy like a shroom shake and it's like illegal but not illegal it's really weird because there's police on the island but nothing happens to these bars i don't understand it because it is illegal but it's so out in the open and obnoxiously there that it's almost not illegal. I don't know. I don't understand the logic behind it or not, but that was, like, funny to see loads of people just a bit weird on the bikes. Like, you'd see someone walking past you on the bike, they'd just be walking really slowly. So that made me laugh. Oh, and so many people tried to sell them to you. You'll just be sat on the beach. We're just sat on the beach and someone would be like, mushroom, 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 mushroom everywhere you go everywhere it was literally 10 in the morning and someone shoved a phone in front of my face they were like mushroom and it had a picture of a mushroom on i was like no i'm all right thank you i am good thank you but other than that we had such a nice time and it was nice because we met up with louis family there because um his brother and the brother girlfriend they're in australia at the moment so it's really really nice to see them and we just had a really good time and then now we're going to luwatu which i'm so excited about just to chill and relax because i'm starting to feel so tired and so sleepy but now i feel like this week's life update is shorter than the last ones because I was more chatty for the last one because I hadn't woken up at half five in the morning. But being honest, guys, I swam with dolphins and I don't think I, anything can really top that ever in my life. I honestly don't think anything will ever top today's life experience. It was incredible. I loved every single second of it. I'm starting to get a little bit nervous about going to London. But I'm also trying to see it really positively and be really excited about it. I'm starting to feel a bit sad about going long distance again with my boyfriend. Not going to dwell on that too much because I don't want to cry on the podcast. Um, and it is what it is and there's not a lot we can change about it. And yeah, just part of life, isn't it? Just part of one of those things. But I am feeling excited. I'm quite nervous. I am really nervous. I'm feeling a bit scared about it all. 
I'm nervous about meeting like new people and things like that, but I know it's gonna be really good and I'm trying to stay positive and I'm trying to find it really exciting because, you know, these things are exciting. You only get one chance at doing something new like this. I'm only gonna to move to London for the first time once, so I wanna take it all in. Oh, in other news, the Queen died. Forgot to mention that, didn't I? Mad, that is crazy that she's gone now. Anyway, I'm not gonna dwell too much on that because it's totally unrelated to the podcast right now. And it is currently everywhere. In the UK, apparently, my friend was telling me, like, we're not allowed to play any happy music. There's no happy music that you can play. All the TV shows are being cancelled. All of the, like, stupid... All of the, like, sports games and fixtures are cancelled. It's so weird. Mad. Anyway, as I said, kind of unrelated to the podcast. So, now, moving on to the second, third part of the Breakup Series. I hope you enjoy and let me know what you think. Send me a message. Give me your little thoughts. I love hearing about it and chatting about it and having a bit of a conversation. So, yeah, let me know what you think and enjoy. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Welcome to the next part of this Breakup Series. So, today, we are talking about focusing on you getting back to yourself after a breakup so we all know that breakups are fucking shit and you might be coming straight from the last episode these are like a very continuous flow of episodes because i'm literally sat on my bedroom floor recording them in one fell swoop and i've never done this before and i think it's interesting because they are really like a four-part a four-part drama people but i think the one thing about a breakup is that it really pushes you to grow in so many ways and it pushed me out of my comfort zone so so strongly it was such a life-altering experience and it really changed the path. And I know you might think I'm being dramatic. Oh, shit, I just nearly took my tea everywhere. I know you might think I'm being dramatic, but I genuinely, that breakup, I'm so glad. I think, I remember talking to someone about this and we were both discussing how breakups are so important because or major life, like changing colleges, going to uni, all of these major life experiences in your 20s uncover so much more about your personality and who you are. And I think that that's what makes them so important. I'm so grateful that I went through that breakup at that age that I did during a pandemic because I realised I was not who I was anymore. I was a shell of a person. I had totally lost touch of everything I liked to do. I I really didn't like myself that much anymore. I didn't do anything cool that I liked to do. I had nothing for myself. You've got mail. I would never have done that. I didn't post on Instagram because I was so anxious all the time. I was in therapy, like life wasn't and I'm not blaming all that on the relationship I think a lot of it has to do with the relationship a lot of it has to do with the relationship and I think the thing you need to see is as this breakup happens this is such a catalyst for you to grow you could literally decide who you want to be and you become that person and that's exactly what I did so I didn't have many friends at all in the slightest because I'd really isolated myself during the breakup. Really, no, throughout the relationship, really, really isolated myself. One of my best friends, we weren't even close anymore. And then I found out when I was going through this breakup how many people were really about around me, how many people I had to support me that I didn't realise I had before and how many people I had to kind of work what I, I don't know it was just a kind of a realization of I'm not as alone as I thought and the amount of people that like FaceTime me and because it was COVID it was really tricky there was not there wasn't a lot of active support Do you know what I mean I couldn't go meet anyone I couldn't even meet anyone for a walk so all I had was a FaceTime and that was in a weird way enough and it made me feel a lot less isolated so I think when you are going through the breakup first thing is don't shy away from reaching out reaching out was the thing that got me through and I told people I needed like I had an account, I made like an accountability thing. I think one of the things that really helped me go through the breakup is I downloaded one of those apps for addiction. It sounds weird. 
it's not it's like a sober app i think it's like but all it is is a countdown from but maybe a count up it starts a timer when you press go and my thing was like i don't want to think about you anymore i don't want to message you anymore this is it i'm going and i downloaded one of those apps that did that and i think it was really important because it kind of made me stay a lot truer to myself because i felt more accountable i think also if you find someone going through a breakup at the same time it can be so good to hear from them and to call each other and to vent and get that emotion out and I think me and my best mate we weren't going through a breakup together but she'd also been through a breakup so she related to what I was saying and that made it feel a lot less isolating experience but pull on the people around you and let them know that you want to do something I started being more proactive in the things that I was organizing and really pushed myself out of my comfort zone to make myself into someone I really liked I started getting so much more into self-development and self-growth and I think take this opportunity as if you this could be something very exciting. Is there something that you've been wanting to do forever? You've been wanting to try a different type of club? Have you been wanting to try a different type of dancing, start running, working out? I don't know. Anything that you've been wanting to try, this is your opportunity to try it. And that's what makes it so incredible is because you could literally try anything. There's no boundaries. And you can obviously always do this when you're in a relationship. But I think when you're out of a relationship, you're trying to fill your life with other things because you have become so accustomed to sharing that time with people. And I think it is a hard adjustment. But finding other things that you like about yourself, I got really into my life plan. And I think this gave me a lot of power in myself and belief in myself as I started to look at what I wanted to do. And I created this kind of like dream of I'm going to go to Paris and do a master's in Paris in science communication. I'm going to go traveling around the world after my uni and everything like that. Little did I know how different everything would turn out. I'm now going to London doing a completely different master's, but although it's turned out differently, it made me feel proud of who I was because I was like, I can have big dreams. I can do whatever I want to do and I will do whatever I want to do. I kind of had a bit of like a revenge, like, fuck you. I'm going to do fucking great. And I think this attitude of like, fuck you for fucking me over never again has it has empowered me like nothing else I think it's part of my determination with you've got mail determination with I've always been a very determined person but now I have this fire behind me of fuck you you really fucked me over never again I am so determined to do so well that I think this is why it's such a good catalyst for growth and maybe that's not a healthy way of thinking about it maybe I shouldn't be feeling like that but I really do think like a massive fuck you to everyone who cheats because and also anyone who treats you badly, anyone who puts you in a bad mental state, anyone who, I I just think the biggest fuck you, rather than causing a scene, is doing really well, that annoys people more, and that is what really, really has powered me up and made me want to do really well, and it made me try really hard at uni, and it made me push myself out of my comfort zone, and try things that I wouldn't normally have tried, and I don't know, it just, it helped, and I think you can't think, I remember for the first few months, like it took me months, I would still I would still be crying. I would still be so heartbroken and shocked about what happened. I remember sitting down at dinner and literally having a mental breakdown as we were eating. Multiple times that happened. I was not okay in the slightest, but I started to do things that made me more okay. So I started to have a film night with my friends and that brought me closer. I think the thing that will get you through this is your relationships with others. Because you have lost such an incredibly strong relationship, you need to fill it with other types of love because you still need that quota of love. Do you know what I mean? With When you're in that relationship, you are able to drop other people in your life. This isn't what you should do either. I'm not proud to admit that I did this. 
you should not drop people from your life once you get into a relationship. You should all have your own friends. You should all have your own lives. You should all have things that you do. Um, but I did, which I think is pretty typical. Everyone has that relationship where they do it, and it's not proud to admit, but it does happen, and we're all young. Um, I think it's important to also show compassion for your younger self. But I and I was able to kind of survive on that quota of love, if that made sense. I was able to be okay with that amount of love. I didn't need more, and that's what made it tricky is because then when they're gone so one so when you're with people you're able to drop over the people because you're able to survive that kind of amount of love that quota of love and then when they leave your life you're now left with a void of love like imagine love is like a balance you were at zero 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 you weren't at plus because it wasn't happy you were at zero 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 you were coping but you didn't need anything else and now they've gone now you're at minus five thousand of love okay that's not good so now you need to find other resources of love to book it back up to zero 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 might go into the positives you never know you might dabble with the positive once you realize you're out of a shitty relationship but you need to find other ways to give yourself this love and it doesn't always need to be in other people it can also be found in yourself finding a hobby that you love becoming more loving about yourself and your personality and I think that's what I did is that it was a lovely mixture of everything I didn't know who I was and I think initially I was so intimidated by this thought and I remember thinking, God, who even am I? Like, what am I doing with my life? I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm finding it so intimidating. And then I kind of flipped it and realised what a great opportunity this was to get to know me, to find out what makes me happy, to find out what makes me excited. And I think it's really interesting that in those initial moments I turned to journaling and I turned to blog writing as a way to process my grief of the relationship a lot of people ask me, like, why do I feel like someone has literally died after a breakup? And you are grieving the loss of someone. You're grieving the loss of not only, like, not, obviously, I'm not, when you, someone actually dies, it's a lot worse. I'm, I'm not trying to compare it like that. I'm saying that it's understandable that you feel this much pain because you're grieving the loss of someone. You're also grieving the loss of the ideal of them. You don't, you thought you knew them and now you're realising you don't know them. And that's really hard to grasp your head around. And I think writing those lists, as I said in the last podcast episode, is a really healthy way to kind of have something to look back on, have something to reflect on, have something to push you when you need a little push, if that makes sense. And I think when you are starting to rebuild it, I just tried a load of different things. I tried so many different activities. I pushed myself out of my comfort zone. I started reading so much more because I'd forgotten how important reading was to me. And I think reading was a really good way to focus my mind without being online I am I part of me was like I wish I'd start the podcast when I was going through the breakup because that breakup was the catalyst for me starting everything but I'm very very grateful that I didn't because I am not I wasn't in the right headspace I was hurting and I wanted to hurt if that makes sense and I think this is the thing about focusing on you and growing into the person that you want to be remember that you're hurting and that you're not going to be fully there yet it's going to take time and effort to get to a good point. I think there was such a there was such a clear moment for me as that well I think the thing that I started to pursue new friendships and I got really really close with one of my like really close friends now and we got really close in that time period of when I was going through the breakup and they were going through something similar and it was just because it was such a new relationship it really felt like a new chapter it really, really felt like a new chapter, like I was moving into something else. And I think there was one such a key standout moment. And we're all drinking red wine. And like Florence Given, not Florence Given, I'm so tired, guys, no. Um, Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine was playing. 
and we're all really drunk on the cliff and that sounds dodgy i promise it wasn't dodgy we were safe it, it, it's not that close it's not close to the edge in the slightest and um, we were all drinking there and the sun was setting and we're all singing so loudly like screaming at this point and i was just like it's gonna be okay it's really gonna be okay and i think the way that I dealt with it was like, as you heard in the last podcast, I kind of got on my own and talked to my family in the letter and everything like that. I think the second way was sharing with friends what had happened and crying and they let me cry as many times as I needed to. And that, being able to share that emotion with someone really like leveled the burden of everything that's been going on. It made it feel a lot less intimidating how I was going to cope with everything. It made me feel a lot less alone. It made me feel more empowered. I think I was helped by the fact that I wasn't living in the same town as where that relationship had been based, which meant that I didn't have too many reminders or triggers about what had gone on. And I really I feel for you if you do. And I am sorry if you do, because it is a lot harder. But I think because of that, I was able to focus on myself and rebuilding myself and someone that I really loved. Do you know the thing that I got really into? I bought my, I redecorate my room and I bought myself a totally new wardrobe. I bought myself some really nice new clothes. Um, I didn't spend loads of money, but I just went charity shopping and bought myself some really nice bits and started to feel confident in who I was again because it's something that I'd lost. I booked a trip with my best friend and we went to London together and we'd never done anything like that before. I think me and my sister got us so much closer in that period as well and I think it was, I think the way that you're going to have to focus on you is investing in the other relationships in your life, investing in the other people who you kind of neglected because you'll realise how influential, important and great they are. And I think if you realise that you don't have anyone else because they're really, that was kind of one of your reasons for not wanting to leave is that you felt totally isolated. Realise that everyone is just a stranger until you make them a friend. Do you know what I mean? All strangers are just friends in disguise. You just haven't met them yet. And I think anyone can be your friend. You could literally go on a night out and you'll make friends with thousands not thousands I've never made friends with thousands you could make friends with two or three people you know it doesn't even have to be on a night out in a bookshop oh what's that book you read oh I really enjoy that do you like reading blah 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 blah. just start up a conversation I think realizing that no one's gonna hate you for starting up a conversation and trying to make new friends no one is gonna hate on that how could you hate on that they're not interested they just they'll kind of let you know and that's fine it's this kind of now it's exciting. You get the opportunity to explore friendship in a totally new way, with a totally new angle and lens of how you want to be treated. Because not only does a breakup change how you want to be treated in a kind of a loving relationship, but it also impacts how you want to be treated in a friendship type of relationship because you realise how much hurt you'd been through going forward. And I think this is what makes it so exciting. You need to focus on you now. This is the time to focus on you and you need to build yourself into someone that you really love. So start trying out new fucking things, people. Go to that Pilates class you've been wanting to go through for ages. Go start that art class. Go to Pottery Club. Like, I don't know. Try all of these things and really, really just take a proper good go at it. And somewhere along the way, you're going to forget what you were doing. You're going to forget why you were doing it. You're just going to be focusing on you. And that's such a beautiful moment. It's such a beautiful moment. I think getting closer with your family and realising how much support they are there for. And I think this is the thing that makes it so good in that kind of like the focus on you element of the breakup. You're still going to have days where you feel really shit. You're going to have days where you cry. You're going to have days where you just don't want to do it anymore. But I promise you it's going to get better. It is going to get better. Every day it's better. I think the thing with pain is that it doesn't diminish, it doesn't go... It just, you get better at dealing with it. Like I say, part of me will always feel really sad when I talk about being cheated on. And my, like, to be fair, talking about it earlier on, 
didn't make me feel as sad as I thought it was going to do. Normally, it makes me feel really, really upset. And I think the thing that makes me feel upset is I imagine, I think about, like, I'm literally just sat next to my bed right now. And I think of younger me, like, lying on there. I just want to give her a massive hug. I just want to let her know that it all turned out really fucking good. Really good. And I wish I could give her that hug and let her know that. You know, and I think that's what makes me sad is the amount of compassion and empathy I have for myself in that moment because I know how hard it was I know how much effort I had to put into focusing on myself but now looking at me now and looking back on the relationship makes me feel so fucking proud of myself and happy that I did it and proud of myself for getting through it because I love who I am so much more than I did back then and I think that's what you have to be that's what you have to know you have to know this compassion for yourself you have to know that it's going to be okay you have to know that you're going to get through it and that it really, really will be okay. I know I said that a lot. Like, you have to know you're going to be okay, but you have to have a solid foundation of knowing who you want to be when you come out of it and also knowing that it is going to be okay. Everything is always going to be okay. It's changed and it's different, but it will be okay. So my biggest advice for you, if you're coming out of the breakup, if you're starting to want to find yourself, really try and fall in love with yourself. Really, 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 really fall in love with yourself. Realise what a great fucking person you are. There is no... There isn't any... You... You had no impact on what happened you are not the reason it happened don't let them tell you that find things about yourself that you like spend time outside spend time outside what was that little accent spend time outdoors spend time in nature go for walks find new friends go on nights out say yes to everything I literally said yes to everything I'd always been such an anxious anxious overthinker I just said yes to everything I just said fuck it it's gonna be fine whatever it'll be it will be and it's going to be okay and that's what I did and honestly it had a transformative effect because I meant I rapidly got to know myself. I think because in the breakup I'd been so isolated and alone because of COVID that impacted that heavily. I meant I got to deal with my emotions in my own way because I think when you're going through a breakup, sometimes you don't really want everyone around you all the time asking how you are. You just want to feel sad. You just want to feel sad. And I know that sounds bad, but like it's kind of cathartic. Oh, it's a little spider. Um, You just want to feel cathartic. You need that cathartic way of dealing with the emotion. Whereas now... I was able to go out and I was able to see my friends and we would go out for drinks and we'd go out for coffee and we'd go for walks. We'd go for so many fucking walks because obviously it was a pandemic. But that was really good. That was an active way of dealing with it. I remember one walk I went on, I literally went on like a six hour walk to um, Robin Hood's Bay. And it was so good because in those moments when you go on such a long walk with someone, you cover all the basic topics of conversation the first two hours. By the fourth hour, you're really talking about some deep shit and also really like not deep stuff as well it's like there's so there's such a funny variety such a funny juxtaposition of the two when you're on a long walk and I think that's what that's what makes it good so my biggest advice would be would just be fall in love and getting to know yourself I promise you're going to get through it you are going to get through it it's just going to be tricky it's going to be hard and you're going to learn about yourself in ways that you never learned about yourself before and I promise you, by the end of it all, it is going to be worth it. It really, really is. But this rounds off the end of this Getting to Know Yourself podcast episode. I realise it's kind of, it's a tricky one of how can I give you advice on getting to know yourself? You've got to put in fucking effort on being on your own. Let yourself get bored. Allow yourself to get bored because great things come, like opportunity is born when you are bored. Don't shy away from it. Watch films, read books. 
Fill your life with other types of love and eventually you'll find things that you actually love and invest in the relationships around you. I think that is so fucking important. You need the same amount of love and right now you're going to be lacking after a breakup so you need to invest in those other relationships. Call up your parents, get close to them. Like I'm so happy I was home in it when it happened and I think if you are able to move home when it happens, move home because right now you need to be looked after. I mean, it depends what type of parent dynamic you have. Depends on what, like, do you know what I mean? There's a lot, I guess I'm kind of saying that. There's a lot that goes into that. But I think for me, moving home was massively important. It it just, it took a lot away. A lot of the pressure made me feel a lot less isolated. I literally, one of the photos that just popped up on my iPad is a picture from that London trip that I said. And I look back on those pictures and that was a turning point for me. That really was a turning point for me. It was a kind of like, you know what? Nice, everything's going to be okay. Everything really is going to be Okay. Book a trip with some of your friends, reinvest in those relationships, realise you're not as alone as you think you are and realise that although you are hurting, something great can come of this and something great will come of this. It's whatever you make it, it really is whatever you make it, whatever you fucking do, don't go back to them. Please don't go back to them. That's, the, that's about the worst thing we can do. We're not, we're not going backwards, people. We are only going forwards. And so... Today we're focused on how to focus on you, how to spend time on your relationship, what you can do to kind of make yourself feel happier after the initial breakup. And next week, we are talking about moving on from people. We are talking about moving on, getting over a relationship, kind of getting into something new, how you can be with someone new, learning to trust again. But we are also, I'm going to answer all of your guys' questions. I had a little thing on my Instagram thing and I'm going to answer your questions too. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast series and let me know what you guys are thinking about the four-part type of episode. Um... Follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at You've Got Mail Underscore Pod and make sure you are subscribing and maybe give me a little five-star review if you get the chance. I hope you're having a lovely, lovely week and I can't wait to speak to you soon. Bye. So on to the new things that I've done this week. Oh, the new things that I've done this week mainly is I've started reading a new book. It's called 100 Years of Solitude. It's very, very famous. I think it's by Garcia M. I can't remember his last name. I can't remember his last name. It's written in Spanish and I'm reading the English translation and it's really, really good. It's quite a complicated read. Um, a lot of stuff happens. It's kind of hard to follow the storyline. But once you start reading it, because you get more, like you get used to the complications of the storyline, you kind of get into the flow of it and it is very, very interesting. I'm very early on in the reading of it, but I would recommend that book. If you're looking for like a good, like a very classical literature type book to read I wouldn't say it's like classical literature because it's got it's just interesting because it combines everything it follows this family's life in this town that they set up maybe like 100 200 years ago but it's not like it's based in reality and it is the truth of like reality but there's also parts of it that are like magic and surrealism but then politics about how the town runs itself and you're kind of told it from an outsider's point of view um but from this one main family which is the head family in the town and it's a really good read i would recommend it is complicated so if you're not super into reading maybe not for you because it is a complicated read like you have to be concentrating if you're spanish definitely read it because maybe it's going to be easier in Spanish I don't even know but yeah that's been good I finished I finished how we disappeared oh my god I can't even put into words that book's ending I cried I cried it was so much sadder than I thought it was going to be incredible though the end I, I don't want to dwell too much on this because I want you all to read it and the ending because the ending was so surprising to me that made it so good you know the ending was it oh it it was just totally unexpected really really unexpected and i loved how the stories intertwined because throughout it all you're following two parallels like two different lives 
and as I said, like a young boy and an old lady. And I really liked like the parallels between them and how they then became like intertwined at the end. I thought that was a really interesting crossover and I enjoyed I enjoyed how it was written. I also, also a little nod back to the other book, the new book that I'm reading. I like the way that it's written because of how descriptive it is. And I think it's an old fashioned way of writing. There's, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with like A Streetcar Named Desire, but the way of writing in that is very, very visual and all of the visual, it, it has a specific name and I can't remember it right now. Give me a sec. Find it anywhere and that's really going to irritate me, but it's a type of writing where um, you, everything means something. So the way that it's visually represented in the stage directions of A Streetcar Named Desire, different parts of his writing, different parts that he includes, mean something and it all adds to the like ambiance of the play and I think that type of theatrical kind of very visual type of writing where all of the kind of the descriptions of in um 100 years of solitude they're very like they're like uh, they're alive which sounds very strange to like say in terms of a book but they're so inventive and they're so kind of the way that it's written is very like fast paced and the imagery isn't really something like the way he'll describe things is very clever. It's not really how you'd expect it to be described and things like this. It kind of the language that he uses is so visual that it really like paints a scene in your head of like it paints the scene in your head, which I think is a really interesting way of writing. And I think sometimes it's done more subtly. I think in 100 Years of Solitude, it's done quite obviously, which I like. It's a very like I like that style of writing and it's nice to read something like that compared to how we disappeared because that was more I, I can't explain it but that was differently that felt like more spaced out it wasn't as intense where the visuals in this book feel very very important the surroundings feel very very important almost more important than the characters in a weird way because they are setting up the town and that is the main goal so yeah it's been an interesting read I'm still quite early on so I can't give that much of a kind of intense description on what I think about it but I am enjoying it and if you're looking for a bit more of a trickier book to read then I would recommend but I need to go now because I have to go edit the podcast and post it before you all wake up because otherwise it's all going to run out of time it's going to be stressful but guys I've had such a lovely Sunday and I hope you do too I hope you manage to do something that you enjoy and make sure you sign up to the newsletter through the link in my podcast like instagram stories if you want to join that thank you for being here love you loads and i'll speak to you soon for the last episode of the podcast series that's so upsetting last episode of whilst i'm in bali that's crazy anyway hope you have a lovely day and i'll speak to you soon bye